one where I met your mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. Could it be any more about how I met your mother and friends? Uh, I'm David. I'm Natalie. Um, how's my voice? Uh, Third week in a row of me. Still a little raspy. Yeah, I don't. I finally don't really. I don't really feel sick anymore, but I have this cough Residual, and. And I'm not feeling great. Um, yeah, it's but, going around. We all we all got RSV. But I did keep make us away from your kids. Matzo ball soup. So yeah. we have that to look That's forward to. That's gonna get me. I'm gonna be right as rain. Uh, yeah. When I have some matzo ball soup after this. And it's uh, Thanksgiving week. Yeah. Right. Of yeah. this record. Yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. will come out tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Wednesday so, morning, whatever, happy yeah. Thanksgiving to yeah. all of our friends and mothers. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Um, we're thankful for you listening and for corresponding with us, right? Yeah. And, and whatnot, yeah. and so on and so forth. <laughs> um, uh, well, if you're new to the show, if you haven't listened before, um, this is a, a show where we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother every week. This week, we are on... Uh, season four, episode four. Season four, episode four of Friends is called The One with the Ballroom Dancing. Season four, episode four of How I Met Your Mother is called Intervention. But we're going to put a pin in Intervention. Okay. And we're going to start by talking about season four, episode four of Friends, The One with the Ballroom Dancing. Mm-hmm. So we open up uh, at the ladies' apartment. We find out that in... Over three years or however long of living there, Rachel has never once taken out the garbage. Yeah. Um, there's a... Uh, she assumed Monica loves it. Yeah, which she probably does, but yeah. still. Um, uh, I never had the... Um, uh, they live... They, they have like, an, uh, like a shoot. Yeah. A garbage shoot. Yeah. And I'm trying to think when I lived in Chicago and I lived on like the sixth floor... I was trying. I'm trying to remember. Did I, I think I might have had a garbage shoot, but I can't remember. Idea. I would love that. I know as a kid because I was a you know we uh, I grew up so rich you know uh-huh. uh, we had a two story house but we had a laundry shoot. Oh wow! Um, it was right outside down my to room. The basement. Yeah, I went down to the basement. Yeah, because oh, everyone had like three levels, right? Um, yeah, because there was the second yeah. floor, the first floor, and the yeah. basement. Yeah, and the the uh, laundry shoot was in the hall of the first floor. It was right outside my bedroom. I could just like. Toss my clothes down there. That'd um, be nice. Yeah. You, you didn't do your own laundry, or did you? I didn't, which is like, hmm. um, I think, because when I think back to like my who my parents were, like they made us do a lot of our own stuff, and I I think they maybe just didn't trust us with the washing machine or something because mm-hmm. that was the one thing that like we never did our own laundry, but I did everything. Like I was, you know, had chores that I do I had to cut the grass I had to, like I it's not like I was a kid who had was waited on hand and foot but I think my mom just didn't want us fucking with the lawn with the <laughs> laundry machine like the washing fold machine. your laundry too and like put it away for you no I don't think so okay I don't know it's been 20 plus years I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about my childhood uh, I do yeah well when I uh ceased to be a child I put away childish things it's from the bible Okay. Um, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I've always done my own laundry, even like as a small child. I remember doing it very, very early. Yeah. Folding it, cleaning my clothes, like cleaning my room, yeah. cooking for myself, like right. yeah. very uh, self-sufficient. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so you're not like Rachel, but I guess I was just trying to think, because I don't know you. What's what's the highest floor you've ever lived on? Oh. Um. 
Well, in London, I was on a sixth floor. Oh, okay. Sixth floor, but like in England terms, that's like what we would consider the seventh, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was because they go ground then first instead of first and second. Maybe it was maybe it was five, but there were no there was no elevator or anything. Wow. It was yeah. a very small building. Yeah, I think sixth floor in Chicago was the highest I ever lived. Yeah. Anyway, so Rachel goes to the uh, the 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 laundry chute and and Mr. Trigger that is there. He's back. He's the mm-hmm. the building. Um, uh, Mike Haggerty, maintenance supervisor, played by Mike Haggerty, who I'm trying to remember when we last saw him on the show because he. Passed away earlier this year, yeah. Mike Haggard. And I can't remember if we talked about that on the show yet or I think not. We did. Okay, but um, yeah, rest in peace, Mike Haggerty, one of the greats. Yeah. Um, most recently, he was on um, Somebody Somewhere, the HBO Max yes. show with Bridget Everett. He yes. was her dad. Yep. He was great on that. That was uh, a great show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I love to see Mike Haggerty. It's very sad to have to have lost him, but um, he's always a welcome addition to to anything. Um, but anyway, um, he gets mad at her for not knowing how to like for clogging up the laundry chute and he, and he like gives her a a dressing down for being a spoiled rich girl and she cries, she goes back and she's, she's crying. Joey's pissed. Meanwhile, um, Chandler's doing, um, He's going on a wallet diet to reference Seinfeld, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Chandler's cleaning out his wallet and he's got a gym membership. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole thing about how he can't cancel the gym membership and it's because they like talk him out of it or like they, you know, they give him the hard sell, you know, Mm -hmm. but there also are some of these gyms, like you can't just cancel, like it's a contract, you know, like if you, but I'm saying if, if I, if I signed up for like a higher end gym, like Equinox or whatever, Mm -hmm. I think I signed a one-year contract, and I'm paying for a year no matter what. It's yeah. at least a year before I can. But yeah, when I, when we moved, I canceled my old. I mean, I canceled my gym membership. Kind of, I guess. Um, I canceled it during COVID because I was. Yeah, my employer uh, reimbursed me for my gym membership, so I never bothered canceling it during COVID. But then we were moving, I was canceling it, and they did make me like come in, which yeah. is weird. Yeah, they make you like jump through a bunch of hoops. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't let me do it over the phone, but I did. I was able to do it. So anyway, he's so so. Ross is like, how about I go down there with you, Chandler, and help you cancel this gym membership? Um, wait, real quick. I had a cute memory when we both went to the same gym, and you would like swim, yeah. and I would like be on like the cardio machines. Yeah, and then I would like peek into the window and like knock on the. You'd say hi before you like you, you and took you were off. like swimming laps. Yeah. So it was very cute. Is cute. Yeah. I don't know if that's the what I want to give off when I'm swimming laps. I'm sorry, I think it's cute. I want to. I want to be like when I see you swimming laps. Yeah, but I just. I guess I just want to look like majestic and lithe, like Michael Phelps. Well, of course you did. Oh, okay, good. As long as I looked majestic and lithe and saw me. Oh yeah, very cute. Yeah, that was. I want to be majestic and lithe. But you're just like a smiley, a cute smiley face in a window. That's cute good times yeah it was good times back at the old gym before we moved um uh joey is like truly incensed on rachel's behalf i feel like he's got his like macho thing going where he's like you don't make girls cry so he like storms down there and he's gonna tell mr trigger off to his face um uh right but then mr trigger's like 
which is like good. Whoever is in char- whoever was in charge of the show Bible for Friends, like remembered mm-hmm. that it was Monica's aunt's apartment, and she's paying like almost nothing for it or whatever. Grandmother's and- apartment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But Mr. Figure knows that, and is yeah. like, "I'm going to report it, and you're going to get get evicted or whatever." Um, so Joey feels bad that he like made things worse. Meanwhile, Phoebe's got a crush on one of her massage clients. Mm-hmm. She wants to she wants to fondle uh, to fondle him, right? Uh, do you know that actor? I didn't recognize him. No. Okay, I knew him from something, but well, you can look it up. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Um, neither do I. Okay. But uh, but she's got this whole co- whole code we'll, we'll get into in another segment. The, her her code about uh, her professional behavior as a masseuse. But uh, the rest of the gang notice that she's got her toes all tarted up. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's gotten like a, a pedicure and she's wearing a toe ring and an anklet. Yeah. Like she's trying to like, because that's what he's going to see while, you know, while he's on the table. So she's like tartan up her toes yeah. um the toe ring of course when you think of uh you and an inside joke but uh we're not gonna tell that story on the podcast oh, right yeah, no <laughs> okay um so his name is jason maxwell brooks he's in a lot of that's my horror name too movies. okay um home invasion blood lake hmm. devil's revenge well what do i carved, know carved out a niche for himself yeah i don't know Devil's Revenge is like his biggest role. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'll, yeah, that's okay. Um, so then, so yeah. Um, oh, How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. He's in TV too. So Phoebe's um, off to charm her client with her with her feet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joey comes back to break the news that they're getting that the ladies are getting evicted. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, uh, "You got to go suck up to him." Yeah. Right. So they send him off to go suck up to Mr. Trigger. Ross and Chandler get to the gym and um, they like play hardball. They separate them. They bring in their uh, ringer, Maria, who's like. A... Yeah. But also, I mean, Maria's look, I mean, she's a very like uh, attractive woman, but like the look they're going for is like 10, 15 years old at that point. Like, didn't it's it look very, like. very like glow. Well, we'll talk about it later in fashion, but she has this like high cut leotard, like super high cut. But also big hair. Big hair and like um, those shiny leggings. Yeah, she looked like. <laughs> this is a very specific reference, but she looked like a calendar you'd see in a mechanic's garage in the in the nineteen eighties. One hundred percent. That's what, like, what she looked like. Or maybe also <laughs> like, like, Russian. Bride <laughs> <laughs> so it was weird that, that that was what did it for both of them. Yeah. Especially since, like, I, like I've said, we know Ross's type is a little, you know, more alterna. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, he loves that high-cut leotard look. Apparently, yeah. I guess I guess men go, go crazy for that. Um, so Phoebe's doing some foot flirting. There's, like, a funny shot, like, shot, reverse shot. You see the guy's face in the, like, ring, and you yeah. just see her feet, like, kind of, like, yeah. being flirtatious on the ground yeah. or whatever. Like, um, you know, she's putting, like, one foot over the other. Yeah. And then he wants her to rub his sciatic nerve, which is his on his butt. Yeah. And then she bites him on the butt? hmm We don't see the bite. No. She can't help herself? I guess not. She's got to... What, what? We're learning things about Phoebe. Yeah. Um, not going to king shame, but... 
you can't do that to an unsuspecting. You can't go biting people. You can't no. go biting people. Yeah. Uh, don't go biting my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go biting your butt. <laughs> um, uh, all right, I'm going through this episode so fast. Um, finally, Joey uh, pleads to Mr. Trigger. Mr. Trigger says, I'll, you know, let your friends off the hook if you promise to help me practice ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the uh, dance partner. So that's how, kind of how that scene ends. Then we finally get to the perk. We're like halfway through the episode and we're finally at the perk. Um, and so Joey's filling the rest of the gang in on what this is about. That um, there's a an annual um, uh, like gathering of building super it's, supers. It's called the Super Ball. The Super Ball. Yeah, that's right. So there's a super ball and there's a super from another building named Marge that Mr. Trigger has a crush on. Yeah. And so he wants to learn how to dance so he can wow her at the super ball. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, yeah, Joey's telling him all about that. Um, Chandler and uh, Ross come back from the bank. We find out that, um, or no, no, they come, come back, back from, from the, the gym, gym and they find out they didn't go through. And then, yeah, that's their next idea is Ross let's just. joins the gym. Chandler. Right. Does not. Not cancel. Yeah. So then their ju- their idea is I'm gonna, we're going to go cancel our checking accounts. So we yeah. start new checking accounts somewhere else. They won't be able to charge us. Yeah. Um, we find out that Chandler and Joey go to the same bank. They're bank buddies. Yeah. And that's part of why and Chandler. It, and another piece of ass convinces them to. Well, you're getting ahead of me here. Oh, sorry. Um, because the next thing we get is the first dancing lesson oh, right. with Mr. Trigger and Joey. And he's like, Mr. Trigger's a little bit too forceful it throws joey into the wall but then joey being a good pal is like let's stick with it uh next thing you know joey's into it he he's it. into it yep. and then he comes up yeah he comes not he goes over to monica and rachel's and they're like we'll get more to this later but they're like weirdly making fun of him in a way that i thought was like yeah. annoying yeah. but he's like he knows the terms of the different dances and he's kind of doing a little like hop through the kitchen and yeah. i was like really happy for joey yeah. he had a, a pep in his step song in his heart all of that um, but yeah, so then there's, to, yeah, at the bank, they won't let Ross or Chandler cancel their account. In fact, they bring out their Maria, whose name mm-hmm. is Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, so that's how, I think that's how that scene ends. Oh, right. <laughs> then we get to the mas- massage. I, I missed a thing, a whole thing about, um, before back at the perk, Joey was saying, telling Phoebe to like think about something that isn't sexy. Yeah, and he's talking about the things that he thinks about during sex to you know keep from coming too soon, I guess. Yeah. And the main one is Chandler. Yeah, and so we're in the massage parlor, and Phoebe is thinking about Chandler and thinking about Chandler every inch, every of inch of Chandler repulsive to, body. Yeah, to keep from getting turned on, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and then there's a weird like bit where like a, the pe- time passes and it's the Jeopardy theme yeah. for some reason. I didn't really get what that was supposed to be, but uh, she admits her feelings to uh, the Rick. Uh, scream ke- scream scream queen uh, Jason. What was his name? Jason William Brooks or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she admits her feelings. They make out, and then her boss comes in and thinks that she's like given happy endings or whatever right because she's been in there so long like in a trance yeah um 
her boss is played by the actress is named uh, Rhoda Gemignani. Um, yeah. I looked her up. She's the real estate agent in, Go- in Ghostbusters. They buy the uh, <laughs> former like yes. fire <laughs> department. Yes. I haven't seen Ghostbusters in so long without she is. Yes. And then the other, the old dude that she's with, her client, who's like, hey, I would have paid for that if I'd known that was on the menu or whatever. His name is E.J. Callahan, and he's been in everything. Oh, he's cool. just, like, I was, I was like, I recognize that guy, and I looked at him as I'm to be in it. Like, yeah, I recognize him because he's been in an episode of like every TV show for the past forty years. Yeah. He's yeah. Um, uh, and then we find out the stinger on that scene is that Rick is married. His wife called thrice while Phoebe was in a trance. Yeah, yeah. So. Rick's married. Um, but they were, like, totally making out, ready to bone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Karen talked uh, Ross and Chandler into opening a joint checking account together, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, what are we supposed to do with that? I guess pay off our gym, gym membership. Yeah. <laughs> um, we found out that Phoebe got fired. And then there's a sweet scene at the end where... Um, Mr. Trigger wants to practice one more time before the Super Bowl, and there's not enough room in any of the apartments, so he and Joey dance on the roof, which yeah. is very very sweet. Very sweet. Um, and uh, uh, then we get a tag at the end where uh, Phoebe's interviewing for a new job and says she got fired because they thought she was a sex worker, but she didn't use the word sex worker. Nope. She's another word that gets used a half dozen times in yep. this episode, over at least. Over again. Yep. Yeah. Um, those are the times. So that's uh, what happened in the episode. Do you have any of the stray observations before we move on, move on to our funniest moments and other stuff? Uh, yeah, let's move on. Okay, so uh, I had a lot of funny moments. Um, no, I guess I only had three funny moments now that I think about it. Or I had, I'm going to say I had two, but they're each two, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So the first one is Phoebe's code. When someone says... I can't remember who suggests just like making out and she says, oh no, it is forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, and then she like explains what her code is, which the entire code is no fooling around with clients and always be prepared. Yeah. Um, let's see. Also um, funny, Monica says when they notice um, Phoebe got like a pedicure and is wearing like an anklet and a toe ring and Monica says... Um, your feet are all dressed up. You're going to do some feet flirting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my other two for, because it's two back-to-back scenes, but just, I love Joey being into the dancing. Yeah. Because the first time Mr. Trigger spins him, he, like, goes too far and runs into the wall or whatever. But then the next time Mr. Trigger, like, spins him, he goes, wee yeah. <laughs> And then when he gets back to the house, he's, he does, like, a little, like, hop through the kitchen, which I loved. Um, so those two things are my other one. Th- I thought it was funny when... Joey goes down to knock on Trigger's door. Um, he opens the door and says, Triviani, I'll get the plunger. Yeah, that's Which funny. I thought is funny. Um, um, do you have more? No, that's it. Do oh, you have more? Yeah. Um, when uh, Joey says to Trigger, go get him, Trigger. And I thought that was like funny and clever. <laughs> like, go get him, Tiger? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't um, even think about that. You're right. Also, when Trigger said, um, no, my, when he's like feeling bad about himself. Like, yeah. feeling like O-Fish. He says, my mom was right about me. I'm just a big potato with <laughs> arms and legs and a head. <laughs> That's a terrible thing for yeah. a mom to Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then Joey says something like, you're not a potato, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Make It Fashion? Yes. Okay, I only have a couple. One, I liked... 
this is more of a before and after um when uh ross goes with chandler to the gym ross is like very suited up mm-hmm. and ready for work and mm-hmm. when he comes back to the perk after he's like all unkempt and his like tie is loosened and his collar's open okay i thought yeah. that was a funny yeah funny little bit i guess um yeah, I mean, we talked about Maria's high-cut leotard and shiny leggings. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, what about cleaned up Mr. Trigger in his tux at the yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, he looked smart. Yeah. Um, and then I liked, um, I think Rachel had like a striped, like boat neck shirt. I thought yeah. it was cute. I don't know. Oh, yes. it was. A, this was in the scene where they're making fun of Joey. Yes. And it was a bunch of different, like, stri- like a lot of different colors. Is that what, I'm, what you're thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that did look good. Um, I feel like I, I, like, when we started the show, I was, like, noticing clothes more. I don't know if I'm not into the season wardrobe-wise or if I'm just, like, used to it. Okay. You know? Yeah. I feel like I don't have as many make it fashion moments yeah. as I did early on. Maybe I'm dropping the ball. Yeah, maybe are. Um... But I guess, yeah, we still occasionally get weird things like Chandler's, like, shirt with a built-in vest a couple weeks ago, which mm-hmm. is stupid. Yeah. Um, what's under the umbrella? Um, okay, Rachel being, like, a spoiled princess. Yeah. Um, there was some homophobia. A lot. A lot of it. From Monica and Rachel. Yeah, Monica says, are you gay yet? After, yeah. like, getting back from dancing. So, yeah, he, she, I, I wrote it down. She says, so how goes the dancing? Gay yet? As if, like... Yeah. Dancing, dancing makes, makes you, gay. you gay. Yeah. And then when he's happy, Rachel says, oh, Joey, our little twinkle toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they being mean? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's strange. And there's also fat phobia. There always is. But when um, when Trigger says to Joey, like, oh, you can you can come to the ball. And, you know, um, Marge has Marge a, has a friend. Yeah. You do great dancing with her. She's the same size as me. And he's like, Ugh, no, thanks. never mind. Yeah. 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 Unfortunate mean stuff. But yeah, I mean, like, I do feel like something about the way that Monica and Rachel are making fun of Joey is like, it's not just us in 2022 being like, that's not cool. It didn't feel in character for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't think of them as doing that. They're kind of like seemingly like open minded and like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Supportive, you'd think. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was also just like a lot of like heteronormativity. Heteronormativity? Yeah. Like when Monica dances with him that he doesn't he doesn't know how to lead and she's like, Ugh, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I didn't realize Monica grew up a fucking Mennonite or yeah. whatever. No offense to Mennonites. <laughs> yeah. All the Mennonites who are listening to this podcast. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we can offend Mennonites all we want. Yeah. Um, we, we blew through that. Should we take a quick break? Yes. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. 
Okay, we're back, and we are ready to talk about Season 4, Episode 4 of How I Met Your Mother. This one's called Intervention. Now they take it away. But before that... Wait, what do we do before that? Don't we do... Don't we catch up with our correspondence between the no. discussions? No. No, we do that after we play favorites. Oh, wow. Okay. It's right here. Sorry about on that. On the outline. Sorry about that. I wasn't following the outline. I didn't it's know right here on the a, outline. It's cute. I didn't know there was an outline. I shared it with you years ago when we first started this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I probably ignored it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this episode called Intervention... <laughs> Um, we started McLaren's, and Barney is in um, old man costume, and he's hitting on a young woman, and he's doing kind of like a Back to the Future, where he's like convincing this woman at the bar that, um, he, um, like Barney, he's Barney Stinson from the future, yeah, and yeah. she has to, she has to um, make out or have sex with. She has to sleep with him, or else he won't find the cure for global warming or whatever yes he's gonna save the world um and it works somehow somehow yeah Uh, meanwhile back at the house they're all um talking about moving so um lily and marshall are moving to um what what is it um dosa tripla dosa tripla yeah um and uh ted is moving to new jersey with stella right uh, and then, of course, Robin is moving to Tokyo, Tokyo yeah. for a job. Um, so they're all like talking about the like emotional weight of moving, and it's kind of sad that it's the end of an era. Um, and then we have like a whole scene about um, Ted's like Stella's not gonna. They all say that Stella's not gonna like all of his stuff. All of your stuff is. Yeah. Um, stupid all of your stuff is stupid which yeah. this is a storyline that we already dealt with when he moved in with robin and she hated all of his that's right crap so and it's also of... both like in both cases it's from when harry met sally mm-hmm. right because bruno kirby had like the wagon wheel the right. coffee table yeah yeah we've even talked about it on this podcast when it happened with robin and we yeah. related it to our experience moving yeah and you him. wouldn't let me keep any of my stuff I don't think that's true. <laughs> I mean, partially. Well, when I first, when I moved in with you from my old place, I kept plenty of stuff for yeah. a while. And we eventually, we replaced it bit by bit. Yeah. But it wasn't like you're, you, were, you weren't like, uh, that stuff is not coming in here. You yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so then also we, um, there's all this, like, all this damage to the apartment. Mm-hmm. And we learn the root of all these damages to the apartment. Um, one, when Robin was um, in like drunk super Canadian mode and she's yeah. like swinging a hockey stick. Yeah. Um, she has like a very thick Canadian accent. Yeah. Um, and what's the other thing? Oh, okay. And then also. <laughs> There's the encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. <laughs> um, and then they talk about. Um, all of these interventions and it started with Stuart. Like they were all there for Stuart's intervention about like drinking. drinking. Yeah. And we remembered Stuart from Stuart and I can't remember, but that was the one that, um, Ted, yeah, Ted, um, accidentally didn't put plus one in his RCP and had to like do favors for them to be allowed to bring, uh, was it Victoria? 
Yes. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I think Victoria yes. to the yeah. wedding. Something like that. So I thought it was funny they all get back to celebrate the intervention, like, by drinking beer at the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they start in on, like, all the interventions that they've done for each other. So yeah. they had an intervention for Marshall for wearing, like, the big tall hat. <laughs> like the doctor suit, the cat in the hat hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also an intervention for Lily's, like, uh, British accent. Which was hilariously bad. It was very bad. A very bad British accent. I don't know if that was Alison Hannigan actually can't do one, and that's where it came from, or if she was intentionally doing a bad one. Yeah. Because, of course, we know from Buffy and Angel that yeah. her husband, Alexis Denisov, does a very good British accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robin gets an intervention for her spray tans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Lily her. won't hug her, which I thought yeah, was funny. Yeah, um, because of the transfer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barney gets an intervention for magic tricks, and that's where we learn about the um, story of the score mark. The score mark on the wall. Yeah, this that's is such a great, mark. like, this is the logic, the way we get from point A to point B, the roundabout way in this episode is so classic, yes. I meant your mother. Yes. Like, in, they entirely introduce the concept of not getting the security deposit back so right. they, they can do the tour through all the damage. Right. But the tour through all the damage is really just a way of getting us to the concept of the intervention. Right. And then it all comes back with the scorch mark on the wall. It's really so, brilliantly done. And like the main intervention is they dig up the poster and remember how it got the scorch mark, but then they find Ted's intervention. And this is kind of like the root of the um, episode, I yeah. guess is um, they all wanted to have an intervention about why he was moving too fast with Stella and he yeah. didn't know her so well. And Marshall made some really good points about, like, you, you know, stepping in to be with a mother and a seven-year-old, like, you're not doing them any favors, mm. you yeah. know? Um, you don't know them well enough. Um you don't need to be doing this. Yeah. Take a take a little break. Um, and it's really kind of getting through to Ted, and he's like, yeah, you're right. And then he's like, I I am moving too fast. I'm never going to leave this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Lily and Marshall are, never want to leave either. They love all their stuff. Yeah. Robin doesn't want to leave because she's scared. She doesn't know the language. Yeah. Um, she's not going to have her friends. So they go to McLaren's because they're like, let's go back to our old routine. Then they see Barney and how pathetic he is and then decide like, no. Oh, right. Because we skipped a whole thing about Barney doing a classic Barney thing yeah. of like accepting a challenge that wasn't laid down. Marshall never. Yeah. yeah but he, he basically challenged himself to pick up a girl in her 20s while dressed as an 80 year old man. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, he succeeds, um, in this little like plan with himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just see him like desperately clinging to uh -huh. the past. So they're all, they're all deciding like, okay, we, uh, we need to do these things for ourselves. And, um, oh, there's a, they decide that it, like 10 years from now, they're going to get like the 50 year old scotch. Just one year. Cause it says just one year. Yeah. Sorry. They're going to get the 50 year old scotch. That's $2,500. Yeah. Um, and they're all grossed out by it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah they just think it's like regular. Yeah. You can't tell the difference between... And I wouldn't be able to either at all. I guess, yeah, but I also feel like this is not necessarily in keeping with like... I feel like Ted and Barney are both people who like consider themselves sophisticated enough that I feel like they would at least pretend to know the difference mm -hmm. between good scotch and bad scotch. So it doesn't really fit character-wise with me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense for Marshall and Robin and Lily to be like, I don't care. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and then they have an intervention for Barney. About, <laughs> yeah, about there's a tag at the end where he's... He hasn't, we don't know how long it's been, but he hasn't stopped to being in Dude. the 80-year-old man yeah. makeup. And so there's a tag at the end where they confront him about that. That's, yeah. I thought, very funny. Yeah. I don't know if it's in your funniest moments, but he mishears everything uh, they say, you know? Yes. As yeah. the old man. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's yeah, that? You say you're going sailing? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's not going to show up in my funniest. Well, good, because I just used it. Um. What what else did I miss? Uh, we talked okay, so we talked about the global warming thing at the bed, at the beginning. Um, the only other things I the only the main thing I liked that I thought was a sweet mo it was a joke, but it was kind of a sweet moment. Um, Robin's talking about how quickly she packed, like she packed her entire uh, for her entire move in thirty minutes, mm -hmm. and she said it would have been twenty minutes, but a friend called me in tears, and then Marshall's like moving is really hard, and like we realized that. It's funny that Marshall Oh, he called, was the friend. Yeah, it's okay. funny, but it's also sweet that Marshall and Robin have that friendship yeah. that he's like, I, I need someone to talk together. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. Okay, and then did you notice, I almost, because we don't, we don't, as we've said before, while we're watching the shows, we don't communicate with one another about yeah. the show at all. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to pause and go back because in the opening scene, there's a really weird thing that happens that I don't understand. When I can't, it's, I think it's when Barney, cause Barney comes in as the old man and he goes out and he comes back in as himself. Anyway, there's some extra at the bar who has this huge overreaction. <laughs> Did you notice it? I didn't. I like looked at you at the time, but I was like, okay, we, we can't talk about it. So I don't know if like that extra was like just taking it upon himself to be like, whoa, that's the same guy from before or whatever. Oh, okay. Or maybe there was something that was cut. Maybe that's probably it. Yeah. And, and that just, like, survived. Yeah, good catch. I didn't notice uh, that. But I almost want to go back and watch it and see, like, have you see this guy at the bar go, like, what? Like, yeah. this big reaction. Um, real quick. Okay. I'm sorry. We had a, I had a props to the props department for friends that we just totally, I we, just. We are, like. For some some reason, we like on hyper speed this episode. We need that matzo ball soup. Oh, that's why we're all we're all hungry for matzo ball soup. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm gonna go back to friends, props of the props Absolutely. department, real quick. There's no rules here because it's like um, uh, Outback Steakhouse. No rules, just right. <laughs> uh, Monica was drinking a diet Napple iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, no. <clears throat> and then also, um, is Ray Berry a pizza place in New York? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Call the uh, call to action, listeners, New York listeners, uh, is the the pizza box that that Rachel was stuffing down the incinerator in the Friends episode. Oh yeah, the one with the bar it and really, dancing. It really is. Huh. Oh, permanently closed. Oh, that's a shame. You hate to hear that. Yes, yeah, poor Ray. Style closed. Um, should we move on to funniest moments for How I Met Your Mother? Yes, yes. Um, I wish I wrote it down, but. Um, <laughs> 
part of the intervention for Marshall's hat was um, Robin's poem, and it was uh, like Susian. Yeah. I do not like that stupid hat. Yeah, something, something, something. And then she was like, I would not eat it with a fork. You look like a total dork or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you. That, that was also my first one. So um, I will also I will go with. Um, okay, dear Marshall, I do not like that stupid hat. I want to beat it with a bat, or maybe stab it with a fork. It makes you look like such a dork. <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna go with what I thought was the the funniest. There's a repeated thing about like all the stuff in their apartment, and one of them is a robot cookie jar. Yeah, which we have. I lo- again, I love this episode. I'm like giving things away, but I love this episode and how like we refer to the, um, they refer to the robot cookie jar m- multiple times, but it's not until the very end when they decide they stay that Lily's like, I'm going to make some cookies to put in R2 Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Um, I laughed when um, Marshall says, I didn't remotely challenge you to that. Yeah. Um, For Barney's stupid um, $200 old man bet. Um, big laugh for me was when Lily goes to read her Ted intervention and realizes that she's mixed up the notes and she's reading like, Gerald has been keeping up well in class. Gilbert has been keeping up well in class. And she's like, oh, I think I sent my note home with one of the students. And so it cuts to a little kid in the bedroom and the mom's like, Gilbert, are things moving too fast between you and a girl named Stella? And Gilbert goes, I wish. Yeah. Yeah. I also had that. Um, uh, I also thought it was funny when Ted like screamed at the um, at the couple in their booth. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get out. Well, first he's like menacing, like get, get out, out of our here. booth, yeah. and then she goes like, um, I think I forgot my get cell phone. Out get here. out of here. <laughs> um, my only other one is when uh, Marshall's trying to like deflect from the intervention about Stella, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and Ted's like what in and marshall like i said it was no big deal uh like maybe the intervention was about your poor listening skills <laughs> yeah um i also this wasn't a line but i liked the idea that they had an intervention for having too many interventions they had an intervention for themselves yeah, yeah just sitting around yeah 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 um should we move on to make it fashion yeah uh i only have one i have a few and it's um Robin had, I so rarely like Robin's outfits, but I liked her orange vest in like the, I guess the bulk of the episode. Yeah. It was like a white kind of like poofy shoulder with a orange vest over it. I thought it was yellow, the thing underneath. The poofy shoulder thing. You saying it was, it was white? White. I thought it was yellow. Maybe it's yellow. Um, but in any case, yeah, it was like that style. The thing under was a little peasanty, which is like normal for her. Right. For the show. Right. But yeah, then over it, she had this like orange and brown that it was like an orange vest with like brown geometric shapes yeah. it was cool yeah it was cool it was cool um i'm also gonna go with a uh, robin when i'm gonna point out that in the flashback when she's super canadian oh yeah she's wearing a um vancouver canucks uh roberto luongo uh sweater uh roberto luongo uh part of the most recent class of the hockey hall of fame inductees all right a new hall of fame inductee roberto luongo always been a fan of roberto luongo and um, I know that uh, Kobe Smulders is from the Vancouver area, so it makes sense that that would be her team. So maybe that's a, a, a personal fa- uh, uh, preference as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, go Roberto Luongo. I have one more. Okay. And this isn't 
Uh, okay, at Stewart's intervention, Ted's wearing like a long sleeve T-shirt. Okay. That looked maybe just because of everything that's going on with Twitter right now. I swear to God, it looked like it had the Twitter bird like logo on oh, it. Weird. Right. That is weird. Anyway, um, yeah, listeners, if you saw that too, um, tell me what that what that sweater was. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. What are we on to next? What do we what do we do after after that? Under the what's under the umbrella? Um, okay, there was a slap. Robin slaps Ted in like one of the first scenes. Oh, because that's how like old Barney proves he's in the future. In four yeah. seconds, that yes. girl's gonna slap that. Yeah, yeah. So they're playing along with his charade. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you, I mean, we are, there's you know. Marshall accepting a challenge that doesn't exist is, yes. yeah, that's one of his running things. We didn't get, like, a suit up or legendary or wait for it, but we, we got... got it, like, him being awesome. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, and we also get him talking about how, like, girls are getting dumber, which is better for him. Right, yeah. Which is, yeah. But there's at least the show, I mean, there's also the, like, references to his therapist and, like, the show, like... The, show, the writers of the show are very we're very aware that Barney is like pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, should we move on to similarities? Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Yeah. Um, oh, real quick, back to the umbrella. Um, did you know this, the song at the end of the episode? No. So it's a band <laughs> called The 88, and the song is called Coming Home. Okay. And I, I knew it, and I like it. It's a good song. It's like kind of a catchy indie pop. Okay. Um, the 88. The 88. But I like the song a lot. Um, okay, similarities. <laughs> this is um, a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll agree. So there were portmanteaus in both episodes. Really? Okay. Problematic port- portmanteaus. Um, never break up a girl fight. So girl fight. Kind of, I mean, girl fight and then man boobs. Oh, okay. Like so the like compound. Yeah. Yeah. Like compound. Wait, when were there man boobs? When they were trying to cancel the gym membership. Okay. And Chandler's like, no, I want to keep yeah. man boobs. Yeah. Which is an unfortunate portmanteau. Yeah. I don't think that's what that is. Though. Maybe it's not. I think it's just a compound word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,. But yeah, call to action. Tell us the definition of portmanteau. <laughs> tell, tell, tell us who's right. I thought it was combining words to create like a new. But word. I think it's only specifically when the middle is linked. Okay. Like the end of one word is the same as the beginning of another yeah. word. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I thought that, I thought that's what that was, but no, I'm not think... looking it up right now. You are, so we'll perhaps we'll soon find out. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm totally wrong. So it's like brunch. Like breakfast and lunch. That's a portmanteau? Mm-hmm. Okay, see, that's not what I thought it was. Okay. Yeah, call to action. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of an example of a portmanteau. Uh, like Labradoodle. Spork. Okay. I guess I, th- I, I had a more complex definition, but I can't think of an example right now okay. of something that is a... Uh, uh, a, a portmanteau. Um, also similarity. Um, or I guess, oh, okay. I would have thought a portmanteau would be something like, 
Um, what was Jack Black's band name in High Fidelity? Kathleen Turner Overdrive, oh, where it okay. starts as one right. thing and then becomes yeah. another. Like I Halloween costumes that are. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Baby Bjorn Bjorg is one from uh, BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Um, uh, so I that's what I thought of Portmanteau was. It starts one thing and then like the middle is shared. Okay. But I, if if brunch counts as a portmanteau, then that's not what I meant. That's not what I thought it was. So okay. uh, we don't know. Call to action. Let Call us to action. Know. What the fuck um, is a portmanteau? Give us your best portmanteau. Toes. Yeah. I bet um, the plural of portmanteau is portmanteau, but with an X on the end. Good one. Like tableau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still have some similarities. Yeah, me too. Okay. So um, fat phobia. <coughs> um, also in How I Met Your Mother, uh, Marshall was the fat dweeby kid at camp. Right. And Monica also historically. Right. Is. Yep. Um, also, um, when Ted screams, get out of our booth, I, I was reminded of Friends because they're always taking up all the but good spots at Central Perk. The episode, there was a cold open of Friends where they came in and someone was in their booth and yeah. they just like went, oh. Yeah. They weren't jerks like Ted. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, uh, big similarity here. <laughs> Between the two episodes, is this a stretch? People being reluctant to be able to quit things, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The friends, like, Ross is trying to help Chandler quit his gym membership, the way that they're intervening with one another. Yeah. Okay, okay. That works. Um, And then, uh, within the episode, at least, if I'm any mother, I mentioned, like, Robin's Canucks gear is probably, you know true to who Colby Smulders is, mm-hmm. we know that Neil Patrick Harris is a magic enthusiast yes. <laughs> and yes. so the little like tricks are, uh, but I just love the, cause it's a running thing now in How Many Mother that he's not allowed to do magic, especially with fire. Remember when, was it in season three when he did a little fire trick at McLaren's and they made him go sit alone in yes. another booth? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we finally play favorites? Yes. I've been so subtle about it. Okay. Three, two, one. How friends. I Met Your Mother. How? How, is, how? how do you like this Friends better than How I Met Your Mother? I love the dancing. Okay. Um, and that's, I like when Joey is a good friend and he was being a good friend by, you know, protecting his friends. Um, I also liked, uh... I don't know. I liked the whole scene with Phoebe. I didn't like the use of the word whore over and over again. Over and over again, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the default is friends. I just feel like this is a, a super strong How I Met Your Mother episode. Really plays to its strengths, especially that that like I was talking about that use that sort of Simpsonsy use of like mm-hmm. non sequiturs. Yes. That you think are digressions, but they actually come back. Yes. And I was I was using it in terms of like the security deposit and the damage to the apartment being part of the intervention and then the intervention being like a running joke, but also part of the thing. But also the C plot, this very silly thing about Barney dressed as an old man ends up being thematically crucial to the episode, to them seeing like, oh, we don't want to be doing what we are doing for the rest of our lives. And yeah. I just I thought like and I also just laughed a lot. So, like, the jokes are great. The show is really smart in terms of its construction. I just feel like this is how I met your mother hitting on all cylinders. You're right. You've kind of convinced me. <laughs> can I change my answer? You, you can. We're not, we don't actually keep track of these, so it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> well, when someone does a wiki page for this podcast right. years yeah. from now, yeah, um, I will change my. Let's let's do it again. Three, two, one. How I, I met your mother. mother. All right, Yay. we agree. Okay, well, let's catch up on our correspondence. Okay, um, as you might imagine, we've heard more from Jackson. All right. Um, we asked for nice celebrity encounters. Um, Ooh, yeah. Well, he told a story about a celebrity who was a nice person, but that he was not nice to. <laughs> uh, Jackson, I'll give the short version of this um, um, story. He worked in a, a cafe in a sort of uh, swanky and expensive uh, part of Nashville. You know, like okay. a... Like a, a, a yeah, uh, a posh part part in Nashville, and Ted Danson came in once and asked, um, uh, "Is there a hardware store near here?" And Jackson, not knowing how to answer a question about a blue collar store in a uh, a neighborhood like that, just started laughing, <laughs> 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 laughed right in Ted Danson's face. Way to go, Jackson! Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone says Ted Danson's a nice guy. I'm sure. Uh, I think I've told my one Ted Danson story before. Probably. Um, I was a PA on the Paramount lot, um, and it was when he was making a short-lived sitcom that was called Help Me Help You. I just remember because their offices were right by ours, so I remember the name of the show. And I was on the other side of the lot on a golf cart picking something up at the the administration building, and he he gets on a golf cart, and they drive these celebrities around. So he's sitting sitting on the back of the golf cart facing backwards while they're driving him around. Okay. And like I said... The movie I was working on, our office is right next to Help Me Help You. So all the way across the entire Paramount lot, I'm sure he thought I was like stalking him or something. Right. Like I'm in a golf cart behind him just making every turn he's making and he's looking right at me the entire time. That's very funny. It was very awkward. Very awkward. Um, Not the most awkward thing that happened on that job. The most awkward thing that happened on that job was, um, speaking of super nice people, I got the most awkward hug I've ever gotten in my life from Molly Shannon. Yeah. Um, Molly Shin was in this movie that I was working on and she lived in New York at the time. I don't know if she still does. So like she had been renting a house. And so, um, after the wrap, like a bunch of us PAs were helping her and her family, like get moved. And like, I had been in the office the entire time. I had met, said one word to Molly Shin for months. She didn't know who I was from any of the other PAs, but the other two PAs I went to her house with, she had known. One was like the... Not even a PA. She was like the APOC. would helped her like find the place they were renting. And then the other guy was like had been her driver. My my friend Manuel had been her driver. So like when they were finally leaving, Molly Shannon is like to Amy the APOC like, oh thank you so much for your help, Amy. And gives her a big hug. And then she's like, Manuel, thank you for driving around. Gives me a big hug. And then I'm just standing there and she's like, thank you. you. <laughs> it's just like this very awkward hug. Of, <laughs> and I wanted to be like, you don't have to do this. Um, but uh, such a sweet lady. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so that's the first part of our correspondence. We also have, uh, more from Jackson. Uh, he says, I heard the alarm in Natalie's voice when she heard I went to promise keepers. Just wanted to assure y'all that I am no longer a right wing evangelical. All right. <laughs> Good to know Jackson. Good to know. Thank you. Um, and he also mentions that, uh, he and even though they don't know each other, two of our most uh, common corresponders, Jackson and Steph, are both from Alabama. Wow. Both from, uh, why did I say it? I don't even, I can't remember what the, what is the state nickname of Alabama? Why did I bring it up? Yeah. I know stars fell in Alabama. What the hell is the name, the, the whatever state? Well, I'm sure Jackson or Steph can tell us. But this used to be like a little like, 
yeah, you love parlor parlor. trick type thing that I, that I knew all the state like little names and I, I'm drawing a blank. I cannot remember the, what Alabama is. Oh, well, oh, well. Do you want to look it up? No. Yeah, I do. I know it's not the natural state. Or the show me state. Well, obviously it's not. Um, Or the, uh, I don't know anymore. You don't know anymore? (laughs) I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. Okay, it's the Cotton State or the Yellowhammer State. I like Yellow. Yeah, I think Yellowhammer is the one I knew. Okay. Also sometimes known as the Heart of Dixie. Okay. Okay. Yellowhammer State. All right. um, Paige uh, was the only person to respond to our question of if you're not, if you don't know L.A., what do you think of when you think of the San Fernando Valley? (laughs) And she linked to a 2004 Hillary Duff movie called The Cinderella Story. Oh, yeah. That opens um, with... Uh, hold on, I have to find the uh, opening narration. Um, Once upon a time in a faraway kingdom lived a beautiful little girl and her widowed father. It's beautiful. Um, okay, it wasn't that long ago, and it wasn't really a faraway kingdom. It was the San Fernando Valley. It looked far away because you could barely see it through the smog. Which, by the way, in 2004, that joke is old. Like, yeah. Like, the Los Angeles smoggy joke, like, Los Angeles hasn't been super smoggy since, like, the 90s, right? Yeah, I think I mean, there's still, still like, a, I know there's, like, the marine layer and <laughs> whatnot. Um, but, uh, uh, so, yeah, I guess, I mean, talk about, like, a lily white version of the valley. Hillary Duff. Yeah. Very white. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, we didn't, we didn't talk about, like, how much the valley factors into Clueless, you know, in, like, scenes like right. um, circus liquor and then just like referencing like cameo at the val party but it, yeah but again that's making my point that yeah. pop culture is giving people the idea of the valley as a white suburb you know mm-hmm. and not the valley that you and i actually know which yeah. is very like not white you know um, yeah well no because like when she, when her dad calls her and she's at the party, there's like helicopters, or so it seems like a scary place. And he's like, "Where right. are you, Kuwait?" And she's like, "Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the right. valley." Yeah, but uh, come to the valley; it's great. Yeah, San Fernando Valley; it's cool. Um, um, all right, that's all our correspondence. Okay, so um, let's see. Call to action for this week: Let's ask about if anyone has been involved in interventions. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that could be sad, though. It could be sad. Okay, yeah. only if you want to share. Yeah. Um, and then maybe um, massage stories? <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten a massage. Which is so weird to me. Don't like strangers touching me. Yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of strangers okay, touching Okay, this is a good one. Has okay. anyone ever been a regular... At a place where, like, it's weird if someone is sitting in here. If you ever had, like, a booth or a bench or a stool yeah. that's yours and you claim it. Um, okay. Should we move on to my favorite segment to introduce? Mm-hmm. It's called, How Were We Doing? Which we still haven't heard Jerry say, by the way. Right. Um, this is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired. So season four, episode four of Friends which again is called The One with the Ballroom Dancing, aired on Thursday, October 16th, 1997, um, which is sadly the day that author James Mishner died, but also the first ever color photograph in the New York Times appeared on October 16, 1997. Wow. Now I'm so used to the 
cover was of it? it was just all black and white for yeah over a hundred years. The, what was the photo? Oh man, well that's a great question. Yeah. Why did I not think to look that up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on. Okay. Uh, so the first ever color. Well, there are two on the cover, but it's um. Uh, sports. It's Cleveland. The Cleveland okay. then Indians, now Guardians, uh, winning the. I guess uh, it's not the World Series. It's the uh, ALCS or yeah. I guess they won the American League. Okay. Um, but then there's also Janet Reno here. Oh wow! Okay. In color. That's the so yeah. They never had color until um, wow. until October of 1997. Uh, yeah. And top five songs in the U.S. that day, mm-hmm. would you like to know? Mm-hmm, I would. Or should I just skip it? No. Oh, okay. Um, top five songs in the U.S. that day. And number five, oh, God. <coughs> I have to sing. <coughs> Leanne Rhymes, How do I live? <laughs> I, I normally can't sing. Now I really can't sing. At number four, Ushers, You Make Me Wanna. At number three, The Mysterious Boys to Men, Four Seasons of Loneliness. And then same thing, sort of like, Gaming the numbers that we had last week. Number two, Elton John, Candle in the Wind, 1997. Number one, Elton John, Something About the Way You Look Tonight. Mm -hmm. Because they were a double A-side single. Mm -hmm. I don't think people were buying it for Something About the Way You Look Tonight. It was about about the Prince Diana song. Um, Season four, episode four of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Intervention. Not Intervention. Mm -hmm. Intervention. Aired on Monday, October 13th, 2008. Um, let's see, I had, uh, some things that happened on this day. There were wildfires here in the, speaking of the San Fernando Valley, mandatory evacuations ordered after a second wildfire erupts in the hills above Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley. Um, Santa Ana winds cause an existing fire in the Angeles National Forest north of Los Angeles to flare up, resulting in two freeways being closed. You and I don't remember these particular fires because it's... It's every year. I mean, it's October. Of course there are fires. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Um... Paul Krugman won the Nobel Prize in Economics. Um, Paul Krugman is uh, now known as one of the first uh, uh, tweeters to have decamped for Mastodon. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Krugman's very active on Mastodon now. Good to know. I never, I didn't start a Mastodon. I I started a Hive. I'm on Hive. Find me on Hive. What did you say? Buzz me? Yeah. Yeah. Buzz me on Hive. Yeah, that's what you said. They're missing out if they don't use that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so lots of wildfires. Um, also, uh, I can't not bring up hockey stuff. Um, the Russian hockey, hockey player um, Alexei Cheripanov died. He was born in 1989, and this is, you know, um, 2008, so he was, what, 19? Mm-hmm. Um, he collapsed after getting off the ice. It's a really, it happened in Russia, and I don't want to, like, cast aspersions, but there's a lot of, like, because he had gone through the NHL draft and like they he'd had medical, you know they they checked these players out for the draft. So like he had checked out, but then the Russians were saying, oh, he had this condition we didn't know about. But then they like found stuff in his blood that maybe he was like doping. Mm-hmm. But then there are officials saying, no, that was the team trying to treat his condition. But it's like, wait, I thought you didn't know about the condition. Right. Anyway, it's a tragic story um, about a very talented. Russian hockey player who died way too young, um, right in the middle of a KHL uh, hockey game. So uh, rest in peace, Alexei Cheripanov. 
and uh, top five songs, <coughs> excuse me, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Oh, I have no idea what this is. At number five, Kevin Rudolph, Let It Rock. Nope. Are you even going to like Kevin Rudolph with an F, not, not, uh, never heard of not it. like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Nope, never heard it. Okay. Um, at number four, Rihanna's Disturbia. At number three, Pink's So What?, and wow, we're a bit of kismet between the two lists. At number two, T.I. Whatever You Like. At number one, T.I. Lives Your Life. Wow. So on both lists, we've got someone sharing the one and two spot. Yeah. Um, at least Elton John is a much better uh, person than T.I. We don't like T.I. Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I like T.I.'s music just fine. It's obviously it's like the off the... As a person. Yeah, yeah. Not good stuff. No. Um well, let's move on to our final segment then. It's called Challenge Accepted. Or I guess I should say I accept your challenge. That's what that's what Barney said this episode. Yeah, yeah. I love when we actually get one. Yeah. Um, so this is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week based on only the episode titles. So first let's look at how we did on this one. Um, <laughs> we were both wrong. Yeah. I said... Rachel tries to drag Monica along to swing dance classes in order to meet some cool cats and hepdadios. Ross, out of jealousy, drags Joey to the same class to compete. Needless to say, Joey cleans up with all the swell t- twists and happen in skirts. I did at least predict that Joey would be Joey into would dancing. Be, yeah, a good dancer. But I don't think I get a point for that. Yeah. You said the gang throw Robin an intervention party to help her come face to face with her addiction to moving to Japan. <laughs> Um, no, that wasn't... Robin got an intervention for spray tans. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, tied at zero. We may just stay at zero this entire season, yeah. um, given this track record. But next week, do you want to know what happened? What's going to happen? Yes. Or do you want to guess what's going to happen? First, you got a vamp. Oh, uh, okay. Fresh cranberry orange relish. All natural fresh young turkeys. Cornbread stuffing. Okay. Season four, episode five of Friends is called The One with Joey's New Girlfriend. Mm. Joey's new girlfriend. But Joey doesn't have an old girlfriend. Or maybe he has like an ex. I'm going to guess... Um... Joey the Joey the lunk-headed Lothario. Hmm. Um, Good one. Has a one-night stand who won't leave and he's too much of a dang old softy to break it off. So basically he has to like be in a relationship with this person because she won't leave. Okay. That's my guess. Okay. Okay? Season four, episode five <clears throat> of How I Met Your Mother bears the title Shelter Island. Okay. Uh, let's see. Shelter Island. I mean, 
there's an actual shelter island, right? Yes. Okay. So it's going to be about the actual shelter. I'm assuming it's in the New York. I'm double checking that. I'm assuming as much. Okay. Well, there's a shelter island in San Diego as well. Okay. Um, but I don't want to give anything away or do any research. But, but yeah, there is a shelter island in New York. Okay. Um, it's near Sag Harbor. I'm going to say one of the gang... Um, I, is it kind of like an Alcatraz t- type of thing where they do tours? Are you asking me? No, I'm just, I guess, thinking yeah. out loud. <coughs> okay, I want to say, like, someone gets stuck on Shelter Island. Do okay. I have to choose who? Yeah, yeah, I think we've established that you can't just say someone. Neither of us can do that. We have to pick someone from the show. Okay. Well, I'm never, ever going to win this game. Neither am I. Okay. I mean, so that's, far... That's not the point of So that. far, you've never lost. Right. We've tied every season somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> the chances. Um, okay. Robin gets stuck at Shelter Island. Okay. Robin takes... Shelter on Shelter Island. And the gang. But is uh, unable to leave? Yeah. It's not funny, but okay. Um, Okay, yeah. But is unable to, I'm just going to say, de-shelter herself. Okay, there we go. We did it. We've got predictions locked in. Locked One in. of us is going to win so many points next week. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's the whole episode. Um, of course, you can find this podcast wherever you found it, but you can also find posts for each episode at battleshippretension.com. Battleship Pretension is also the name of my other podcast where I talk about movies. Um, I do. I generally do that podcast with my co-host, Tyler Smith, but he's uh, still... Um, going through some in, intense uh, medical issues. Um, um, saw him yesterday, um, and and uh, uh, he's hanging in there. He's staying optimistic. We're all staying optimistic. But if you want to know what's going on, you can go to caringbridge.org slash visit slash Tyler and Jennifer Smith. Yeah. That's where you can get all the info. Also, you can get the link to the GoFundMe if you'd like to help with the medical bills, which yes. they would they could use. Yeah. So caringbridge.org slash visit slash Tyler and Jennifer Smith. That's there. Uh, other than that, you can, of course, email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can, you know, tweet me uh, for as long as Twitter continues to exist at Davy Pretension. I'm not like, I'm going down with the ship. Yeah. It's too, like, I understand why people are leaving now out of principle. I, I understand, but it's like too fascinating a place for me to leave now. It's not, yeah. I'm enjoying the chaos yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So at Davy Pretension there. Um, uh, <laughs> This is so embarrassing, but now I've forgotten where you want people to find you. Holler me, holler at me at Truth Social. Parlor.com slash. Obviously, don't find me, but um, if you like this episode, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, rate, review, subscribe. Um, 
Let us know any intervention stories you want to share. Let us know, um, let's see, your favorite Snapple flavor, your favorite Napple flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah, we uh, called action about portmanteau. Yeah, what is a portmanteau? Give us some, Give us great some good examples. examples. Yeah. Um, until next time, we'll see you at the Super Bowl. <laughs>